Welcome to the Super Fantastic Nerd Hour, episode 24. We're talking Independence Day. Welcome to the show, folks. I am Alima 2. As always, I'm joined by my amazing co-host. Hey, Jay Conrad. Hello, Ollie. Hello, Conrad. We got one more person to welcome onto the show. Yes, we do. Want to welcome Mr. Derek Bishop, speculative fiction author. Welcome to the show, Derek. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. So we're doing something a little different. Conrad, What what is going on today? Well, in honor of Independence Day, which is this week, we decided to do a very special episode of Super Fantastic Nerd Hour. Where we are doing a full commentary on Independence Day. The, the, the 1996 film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not the original Independence Day. That's true. Not, not July 4th. The American Day of Independence. Yeah. Um, but we are doing this in honor. What's that? 1776. 1776. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> That's why I knew we had you on the show for a reason. Um, so we thought it'd be a lot of fun to explore the film, talk about some of the fun facts about the film, see if it holds up all these years later, and why does it? Um, it does because it is not Godzilla, which is Roy Emmerich's oh, other man. claim to fame. He's done a lot of other films too, but um, this is this was this is his still, second one. I or? think so. After Stargate, yeah, After Stargate, yeah. yeah. Um, but this this is definitely one of those films. If it's it's on during the holidays, you always see it during this time of year. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of explosions. It's definitely a blockbuster. It's got some good comedic moments, and I I like to watch it. I've watched it many times, so I'm excited to watch it with you guys. All right, super fantastic nerd listeners, here are your instructions for this fantastic episode. We want you to find a copy of Independence Day. Load it up to your DVD, your Blu-ray player, get it on demand, whatever your preferred version of media streaming is. We are at... Zero, zero, zero of the movie. On my go, you're going to press play. We're going to be synced up. We're going to be having a real-time mind meld here. So, if you're ready, go ahead and pause. Fire up the media. You got it? It's good to go. You got your finger out of the remote? Okay. Countdown. Here we go, nerds. Let's do this together. Three, two, two one. one. Engage. So here we go. And we got the nice 20th Century Fox logo. You know, every time I see this, I'm thinking I'm about to watch a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I know. It's kind of what it feels like, right? Um, I think you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, folks, um, Derek, when did you first see this film? Uh, I mean, I, I saw it the summer it came out. I think I saw it at least twice Yeah, in the theater. And... It, it, there was a lot of shouting in the theater, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. These these title sequences right here, they're making me think Terminator a yeah. little bit. Um, Conrad, what about you? When did you see this? I saw it when it came out, too, and I think I saw it at least twice. Yeah, you know, I remember the advertising campaign around this film was ridiculously amazing. I was so pumped for the summer movie. Um, I think my favorite one was... Uh, don't make plans for August or something. Right, right. Oh, great. yeah. <laughs> they had some really great taglines. Yeah. Like, for years we've wondered if we're alone in the universe. 
this July. You'll wish we were or stuff like that. Yeah, and I think it was also, you know, there was another one about whether whether extraterrestrial extraterrestrials were friendly or not or something like that. Yeah. It yeah. was just all very in a world. <laughs> there was also um a major Super Bowl ad I remember for this, um, which was amazing. Uh I just I wanna point out though in the movie right now, the giant spaceship is like going by the moon. Well, we don't know that's what it is yet, Derek. It's all oh, just a well, big shout. It's the, okay, the giant shadow is going by the moon, and the moon is, like, rumbling, right? Yeah. But There's like, no sound in space. Yeah, what, what, they put, like, an atmosphere around the moon so they could Rumble uh, transport over that vibration to the ground. <laughs> I mean, that's a good, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's okay, though. One of the many <laughs> aspects of the film that don't make sense but um, I'm loving this reveal here of the spaceship with its, like, I guess that's a mothership carrying yeah. the other ships. And it's just massive. So this was 1996. Um, the biggest grossing movie of the year. It had some pretty big competition from Twister was number two. Number three was Mission Impossible. Number four, Jerry Maguire. Um, number 17, Star Trek First Contact. Oh, uh, that was the same same year. Yes, yeah, same year. Uh, number wow. 17. You know, which I think points to how different the franchise was back then. Uh. Um, hey, you know what SETI scientists do? They just hang out and play fake golf <laughs> until yeah. the alarms go off like this. <laughs> yeah. no, I remember this that scene from the trailer the most. It was the one that drew me in. It was like the idea of like the guy late at night um, at the SETI listening station. Listening to R.E.M. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, yeah, and that song. That song yeah. was, like, big that year. Oh, it was huge. It's the end of the world as we know it. Kind of like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I know. Subtle. <laughs> yeah. Subtlety. It'd be nice if Jodie Foster made a little appearance here, too. Oh, that would be cool. Was this before Contact? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the other cool thing to remember about this movie is it's... Um, Jurassic Park, I think, was the year before Independence Day, year after. After this, we get The Lost World, Men in Black comes a few years later. So many, many big blockbuster films in that mid-90s era. Like, really memorable um, blockbusters that, uh, you know, with great one-liners and all of that. <laughs> I feel like this is the, this is like the epitome of summer blockbusters, though. Yeah. No, no, it definitely is, and and Mr. Emmerich just really likes he likes destruction. Well, that's that's a whole idea of how this film came to be. He was doing um, Stargate, was doing some promotion for it, and someone asked him like, "Are you going to do another Alien movie?" And he said, "I think it would be really interesting to see aliens come to Earth and not hide amongst the population, but have a big." reveal and just kind of put themselves out there and he was describing this and he turned to his uh, producing partner and said I think I have the idea for our next film and that's how Independence Day came to be can we talk about how the dad from the Wonder Years is yeah like yeah I was just about to say totally oh, yeah. <laughs> taking over the the war room right now in the Pentagon, and we need. They reveal that it's a Pentagon because there's a little logo here on the glass. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what the Pentagon does. The Pentagon has a logo. Just in case you forget that you're in the Pentagon. I totally didn't catch that. That's the first time I've seen that. 
You know what's interesting? This is like, first time you see the president, he's like in this, he's in bed, he's in this home. You don't really know he's a president yet. You know what's funny about that is you were saying the first time you see the president, and I looked at Mary McDonald. Yeah, yeah president of the 12 <laughs> colonies of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, she'll always be the president to me. So what's cool about that is when um, Ronald D. Moore um, was producing Battlestar Galactica, he said, you know, we really need a Mary McDonald type, like from Independence Day. And they said, do you think we could get her? And like, no, let's just write the character as that. And they called up Mary McDonald and she's like, I'm on board. So if it wasn't for Independence Day, we wouldn't have Mary McDonald and Battlestar Galactica. So you well, think, thank goodness for Independence Day, I say that. <laughs> <laughs> you think the whole time she was, like, watching Bill Pullman and being like, I could do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, nobody messes with stands with a fist. <laughs> stands with a fist. <laughs> Anyone else he think he does kind of a, a William Shatner impression in this oh, film? Oh, he definitely does. He absolutely yeah. does. So many lines are so weird that he says. I always thought... Um, this character, the, his advisor, she was just like a really sexy, like driven woman. There's like this intelligence. She's like a speechwriter. Um, and I don't know. I thought it was interesting that his his head advisor, you know, is a woman that's like giving him, um, advising him through this time, which is like it's almost like a wartime situation. Yeah, yeah, and it's true. And in '96, we weren't seeing a ton of this, right? No, no. I, I mean, I, I guess we still had Sarah Connors. This is that, you know, but not quite. Would it she be, was more? She was more forced into the situation. This is be, like a professional woman. Would it be too much for me to say she's kind of C.J. Craig before West Wing? No, I think that's right. She really does kind of remind me of C.J. Craig. All right, uh, right here we've got the, the satellite explode <laughs> because the ship is so massive. <laughs> Now that looks a little bit like a boy cube. Star hey, Trek first just in contact. case you forgot about it, Independence Day is July Fourth. We yeah, just found that yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Statue of Liberty. More subtlety. What about those transitions? They're like thermonuclear explosions. Oh There's yeah. Oh shots. yeah. <laughs> if you need another reminder that this film was made in the nineties, it's those the massive thermonuclear explosion transitions. Hey, 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 Jeff Goldblum. This is the. The first, uh, the first appearance of uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's here. He's on the screen. He's playing chess with his dad. It's, uh, it's chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you know it's July? Why are all these people wearing sweaters? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're... It's uh, it's because global warming wasn't as bad back then. No, that's true. Maybe, maybe is that is that what happened? Is that I think they wanted to make them look like New York-ish. Maybe. No, no, this you know, uh, you know, this, this uh, is... plot exposition is uh, is uh, not healthy. Well, you know, he did just get back from an island of dinosaurs. Oh, that's true. You know, I I actually like. It kind of felt like he was the same exact character. It totally yeah, does. That's why character. I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, what was this, Malcolm? Malcolm, the the great mathematician. Yeah. Why was he on Jurassic Park? Why was he on that island? I don't know, but I'm enjoying him riding his bike around the goal, the, the yeah. whole newsroom like a. What, what is 
rebel. Doing? He's, he's riding his bike to the office. He also looks like he was dressed by the Gap. Like, what is he wearing? <laughs> yeah. You know, Gap was big, but wait, what is that? Is that Fruitopia? <laughs> yeah, it that's Fruitopia. Fruitopia. <laughs> you know, this this drives me insane, too. And when people, like, the trash can is right next to the recycling bin, and people throw their cans in the trash can. Anyway. I, that's actually quite annoying. Yeah, I, I can completely identify with him here. You know what's happened since since the mid-90s is there's a lot of composting now. And in certain places, they have, like, recycling bin, and then they've got, like, compost bin for food you mean, waste. You mean, like, right outside our house? Like, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I sometimes get confused at what is supposed to go in what bin. And I get a little decision paralysis, and I just shove everything into recycling. <laughs> just That's in the not good, center. Ollie. I know. It's, it's just going to work out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, someone smarter than me will figure it out. Uh, here come the, uh, the least important characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is to show how the everyman deals with aliens invading our planet. This guy's kind of got this can of Reeves look going on. Hmm. You mean uh, blank and confused? Yeah. Whoa. Hmm. All right. The biplane is... Got Russell. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> all right we also have the first appearance of the movie's theme right here this um, this sounds like the exact same theme from uh stargate though it does but, well it's david arnold you know and i actually really love the score to this film i i love the score um, i love the alien song that's like the bomb bomb like that one yeah that, that one's really good but this seriously sounds like the same uh kind of like now it's now it's the adventurous time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, uh, I think it's it's the natural evolution of the Stargate score a bit, um, but it is. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big score nerd, film score nerd, and I uh, I just love that they put the money and attention into developing a nice theme for this film. One of my big criticisms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is they really don't, and there's there isn't much attention paid to that. This was written by the, the same guy who did Stargate. Yeah. 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 This this is the one I like. This reveal right here. No, no, this, this, uh, this song. This theme oh, this song, theme. the alien ship yeah. theme song, when all the little baby ships are going out <laughs> to surround the Earth. Oh. So little they have baby no, ships. <laughs> they have, have no fun. idea right now that this is happening. No one knows. Yeah, they're like right there, like they're in Earth Earth orbit. Um. NASA's been up our butt all morning. They want to know our position on these. Yes, NASA's that's... so pushy. <laughs> yeah. This is what you're talking about, Derek. This this yeah. character's ability to control these relationships and facts. I think you're right. That is done well. In this, uh, this I don't know the actor's name, but he plays like the Weasley, um, the guy that's always there to. To say the um, the thing that we should do, that's like the safe, cowardly thing to do. But then there's always like the heroic characters like, no, we're not going to do that. What's his name? Yeah. 
So the set, I think, was also used for uh, the American president. Yeah. And then after this film was used for Mars Attacks. It looks pretty good, you guys. I got to say that the production value on this film really holds up. Um, well, let's wait till we get to the special effects. Oh. I remember them being good. Now, I haven't seen this film in, in a few years. Okay, we have our first international site here. This is one of the things I think would be very different if this film was made now. Nowadays, um, to get that international market, you have to really have... Whoa, that's a beautiful... Cloud. Oh, my goodness. That's a beautiful <laughs> fire it's cloud. A, yeah, it's a glowing cloud. Oh, well, so nowadays, you look at Transformers 4, which just came out um, as of the recording of this, of this episode. A big chunk of it takes place in Japan. We saw the same thing with Looper. We saw the same thing with um, with her. Um, China is really uh, is really funding the filming of a lot of movies out there, and Hollywood wants to have movies set in various parts of the world, like World War Z, to appeal to that international market. This film is almost exclusively shot with Americans, with a couple of scenes here and there. Um, just kind of giving the illusion that this is something that's happening around the world. But this is a very American-centric film. Well, it, it has, made, the, it it has the Wonder Years, Day. Dad. What more can you want? <laughs> well, it's independent. I mean, as the famous speech at the end, this is supposed to be the world's Independence Day at the end. But it's it's really about Americans saving the world. Which, at least now, it would still be Americans saving the world, but they would be in other countries. <laughs> So why so why do you th you think they need like the clouds? The clouds are supposed to fool Mask people into them? thinking that they're not spaceships. I mean, it could be. Maybe it's just to look super cool when they're invading the Earth. I don't know. They just yeah, they just wanted the, I guess the reveal shot. I mean, it is a pretty cool way to make an entrance to a planet. Maybe it's their cloud of of radar busting goodness. I don't know. It reminds me of that film, Fire in the Sky. Did any of you, did either of you guys see that film? No. So there was the alien abduction yeah, movie, Yeah, the right? alien abduction. Was that any good? Uh, I don't think I watched it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing that's a no, man. All right, so we got this ship that is doing some reconnaissance in the fire. Massive flames. Oh, my. All right, this scene, I was kind of scared when I saw that originally. That was a pretty cool shot of the because fire. Because of the fireball? Coming through the, yeah. uh, through the interior of the plane. Of course there's one moving towards New York. This is also one of the reasons, Conrad, I think you like District 9 so much. I, we, we talked about it. Not a few being, times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, one of the frequent films we like to talk about, but it's a non-US-centric alien right. story. Well, I feel like this, you get the sense that this is encompassing the entire world. And, you know, uh, uh, well, we'll talk about this when we get to the end, but you see scenes from other parts of the world, and, and it's kind of like the American uh, experience of something that happened 
all over the world. I don't know, but Bill Pullman's eyeliner is dripping a little bit there. Oh. <laughs> Conrad with the cinema what? sin. <laughs> See, right. look, look at his eyeliner. It's on very heavily right there. <laughs> I'll forgive the eyeliner for his immaculately maintained hair right there. That's oh, a beautiful yeah. hair. Yeah, that's, that's like some shellac on there. Yeah, I like it. I like the shellac. All right, so some real CNN newsroom footage adds a little bit to the realism of the of the of the movie. Jeff Goldblum's too busy looking gap-like and rumpled there. Yeah, so he somehow gets access to this code or communication. He, yeah, he's the only one in the world who figures it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because he's super duper smart. Well, he's got all that mathematics knowledge mm-hmm. from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Have we? I feel like we've seen this a lot before. This what do you mean? This scene right here. You have the uh, one when, character figuring things out when everyone else is like, "David, how do you not see this?" You mean like Harvey Five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who always plays such a great character? Oh like yeah, that. he's so yeah. awesome. He's fantastic. I mean, uh, I think this movie is just like every alien invasion cliche. Yes. Yeah. They tie it all together so well. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. If you watch the honest trailer to this film, they do kind of a scene-by-scene comparison with the classic sci-fis. Yeah. With the alien invasions. But, I mean, that's why... In, like, you compare this film versus Tom Cruise's Oblivion, which Oblivion kind of references this film and it many other sci-fi films, but it doesn't feel like it comes together in a kind of fresh, fun way. Whereas this film really does. I think it kind of celebrates this alien invasion genre of sci- 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 uh, sci-fi. Well, it celebrates it. It also pokes fun at it a little bit. Or at least yeah. maybe I just view it as that. Because it's like so, it's some of it's so over the top. Like right now, like we're, right dealing, we're dealing yeah. with Mr. Randy Quaid, who's playing the down-on-his-luck crop duster. Who was abducted for alien experiments. But, but someday he'll show them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys that are making fun of him. They'll get their they'll get their comeuppance. Literally. <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean by that. <laughs> I'll let you guys use your super fantastic imagination on that one. So where is he supposed to be located? I think this so- is supposed to be out in in Utah or Arizona, right? Okay. Uh, or they travel there. I know yeah, they everyone magically. I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention when they had the subtitle. All right, so all the alien ships going to every major city, but this one they're... is going to like <laughs> rural. Like... No, 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 it's just passing over. It's just passing. Yeah. It's just flying over. Yeah. It's flying to get to Vegas or whatever. even the aliens. No, okay. No, okay. there's only. They're only going to look at that. Look at that beautiful fire reveal. Fire in the sky. <laughs> Do they okay now? Do the alien ships have like fire shooting missile devices that produce that? Like, I guess how are so. they creating it? It's a fire cloud, Ollie. Prime okay. weapon. All right, Vivica Fox, first appearance, and her her adorable 
Oh yeah, spunky yeah. little son. Oh. adorable. Here we go, you guys. You almost forget Will Smith is the star in this. Not only is he the star, this is his get... first Hollywood film after Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince oh, had really? ended this year. Really? It ended in '96. Oh, wow. Will Smith's first appearance. Uh, this was sort of a test to see would he become? Could he? Could he carry a film? Well, and I think oh, the resounding really? answer to that was yes. Absolutely. <laughs> after this. For the next, you know, 10 years or so, he was known as Mr. Blockbuster. Every film he was in was number one at the box office. It all started with this one. Nothing is scarier than shadows falling over every it's, it's landmark a, in America. Statue of Liberty, Heather. I mean, what? It's a Statue of Liberty. Nice, we'll have to bleep that one. Now, we still haven't seen the spaceships at this point. I like that it's a slow reveal of the ships. It's not quite as slow as the signs and how they were slow to kind of reveal the aliens and all of that, but it, it's still a nice slow reveal. Okay, that one went really quick. Over Central Park, that shadow's um, going super that's fast. A, that's a turbo ship. It's how... Oh. <laughs> Everything goes faster in New York. Oh my... They, uh, you guys, that is here beautiful. Here it comes. Here it comes out of the yeah. There it comes. Look at that. It's, right like a giant, it's like a giant waffle. The Brooklyn and Manhattan Bridge. I love it. Who's that guy? I know. Who's I, the guy in the white coat? Well, th the point is, I think that scene is, um, it's like all these people from these disparate walks of life are just, it ties them all together. It's like everyone is just, it affects them all. And they're just stunned, all so, stunned. So no more social class, humanity, everyone's out for yeah, survival, yeah. freaking out. You can't even have a hot dog at a hot dog stand without being disturbed. Did Jeff Goldblum kind of look like he's smiling? He did. No. He is. Look at him. Look at him smiling. He's, he's probably like, at least it's not dinosaurs. And now the chaos starts. Oh, I love New Yorkers. Yeah. All New Yorkers always uh, impatient. What was that? Just a random armored vehicle taking out a cop car. The huge. <laughs> The horse, the the equ the equine police officer, because you always see that in New York City. Well, you do if you're in the park, not normally in the, the park, street. not like wherever they were. It's useful that he he uh, printed out his little uh, feed of the message so he can take it up, and we get that moment of realization. From him, where he's like, ah. Oh, See, at this point, the president's not going to be standing underneath a ship. No, the president he, would be taken to his. He like, would be taken to a safe house at this point. Well, they get. I think they get there. But the Schwartz is with him. The Schwartz. Ah, <laughs> uh, the dog. So, okay. They are now aware that there's these giant spaceships. Um, this is when you should get all your scientists together, your anthropologists, your communications experts, and try to do a close encounters of the third kind, right? This is where we want to have some type of communication moment. Every single keyboard in the world should be joined together <laughs> yeah. to do a really cool theme song to communicate with the aliens. <laughs> So Will Smith thinks an earthquake has happened. Of course, it's San Francisco, right? Or no, no, no. Yeah. He's L L.A. L.A. Yeah. Do we see San Francisco in this film? Um, I don't 
think so. Yeah. There may be like one shot of the Golden Gate Bridge. Is it just me, or has Will Smith not aged a day? No, he looks pretty good. Will Smith, I don't know what you're doing, but send us an email at info <laughs> Super Fantastic Nerd Hour. I want to know the secret. Now, is this a slow close-up? Oh, no, I thought it was going to be like a slow, like... <laughs> close-up of his body? Yeah. Well, this no, is of a... his face, Conrad. Uh... <laughs> I, can, I can appreciate the, you know, the humor of this scene here where he's seeing all the people going crazy he doesn't know why and then he looks up and then boom right there but that's how your space is that, that not is... the first thing that he sees <laughs> yeah 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 i know true i, I don't think you could miss that just walking oh, out your door oh and not only he avoids it but so <laughs> does vivica fox okay that's kind of cool yeah that's, yeah, that's boom, boom boom i like that that was a good uh you know, clincher to that scene. This is a great scene here too. A nice shot with all the with, images, yeah. With all, yeah. See, I love this attention to detail. Like they they did try to get real news reporters, make it seem very real. Oh, you guys, look at the computers. I know <laughs> they're all desktops. They're all CRTs. Don't they look enormous? They look mass. It's like half the desk is taken up by the computer. <laughs> like, how are you supposed to drink your Fruitopia when your computer's <laughs> taking up, like, half the desk? I love the nice, like, bit of advertising here in the middle with yeah, all the vending oh, yeah. machines. That's the advertising corner. Yeah, 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 it is. Oh. Well, that's what Now we understand why he was playing chess. But I, but yeah, I, like, yeah, how, yeah. I like how Jeff Goldblum is revealing all this... To, to Harvey Firestein. <laughs> like, he's not in any rush to get out. No, I know. <laughs> he's basically describing how everything's going to end, but not rushing out the door. <laughs> this is a great line right here. So, fun comment about that. It originally was not forget, but it was a certain four-letter word that was then dubbed over afterwards. Frack? Let's go with frack, yeah. <laughs> There was also one part, one scene that was taken out where, where uh, I think Jeff Goldblum kisses Harvey Firestein or something, or something happens, and they bleeped out because they, they thought the male-on-male kiss wasn't going to work, which is really funny. That's hard to imagine. If I you mean, think about it. It's it's hard to put yourself in in the perspective of the 90s when I guess you couldn't do that. All right, so conveniently, she is the ex. Yes, the yeah, the chief of staff. I'm so glad she took her ex's phone call during the most important moment of her boss's career, or the world's, <laughs> or the world, you know. <laughs> or the world's career, the world's career. I think it's honorable for him to stay in the White House. Honorable, but I don't know. You've got uh, a big ship over you. Shouldn't you be going somewhere? Check out all the graffiti. Well, I guess this is pre-Giuliani New York. Yeah. I think they're trying to uh, establish, you know, they don't know they're hostile necessarily as of yet. I don't know, but there's fire clouds, Derek. Yeah. 
It's not exactly a friendly sign. <laughs> and now we find out that Will Smith is not an everyman. He is a pilot. <laughs> I do like that reaction. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, all right, let's play around with the physics here. Those are massive yeah, how are those, ships. Yeah. What kind of... <laughs> how are they floating? Yeah. The amount think, of uh, magnetic, energy. Magnetic fields or something? Oh, it's got to be some massive form of magnetism that's repelling them or something. Cause but how much energy... Wouldn't it just oh, yeah. be less energy expen- expan- uh, expensive to like just land? Yeah, or just stay in orbit, you know? No, but then they wouldn't be terrifying everybody. <laughs> so, okay, we know, spoiler alert, those of you watching this for the first time, they're about to shoot massive lasers at these cities, right? So, are, is that laser so powerful that they need this massive ship to be above the city? <laughs> like, is that is that the reasoning here? Because otherwise, they could send out, like, just the laser weapon, and then those small ships... They don't have, they don't have missiles that they can shoot from orbit, apparently. Okay, that is yeah. their fatal flaw. <laughs> that and not having Norton antivirus is their fatal flaw. <laughs> well, that is a serious spoiler thing. Oh, my, my bad. Nerd foul. You're such a foul nerd, Ollie. You know, sometimes I like to be uh, the... Uh, the grumpy uh spoiler nerd. He does it I think he does have big old dumbo ears. So that I, I kinda like that he like you know, that that's in the script. I mean if you got the dumbo ears you gotta you gotta, yeah, you own gotta it. use it, yeah. Yeah. I, I like how with uh his this scene with the two of them, you get his like he always com- he's conflicted over whether he wants this settled down life, you know, like he trips over the little tricycle. He, the dog brings him his shoes and he's like, ah, oh, don't get slower. I'm shoes. with you on that, Derek. There's these great little character beats like yeah. this right here um, with Jeff Goldblum and his dad with uh, Will Smith and Vivica Fox and his son. Um, there's moments like that. Just, oh, and the two, and of, like them, this, the two yeah. of them, the president and the first lady, yeah, they but, have their, uh, I think it's coming up here soon. Yeah, the, the liar thing that they do. Uh, it's it, they're nice moments that just make the characters feel more real. Which and is very, di- and they're very quick moments too. So it's yeah. it's well done. Yeah. Now we have the president's daughter. His his sort of conflicted nature over this with him and Munchkin and all of that. Now you compare that against like Godzilla. You know, Conrad, <laughs> we were talking about Godzilla a few episodes. Not as much work on the script. Or no, it's not. Like, oh wait, wait. Uh, Roland, Roland's Godzilla no, oh, or the new Godzilla? Good question, Derek. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the new Godzilla. Oh, okay. Totally skipped over Roland's Godzilla. Okay. We, did, we okay. did talk about Roland's Godzilla a little bit. But we did, like, there's not a lot of character will, development in that We film. need to keep track of how long it takes them to drive from New York to D.C. because... It, oh my gosh, you're right. Usually it takes... It, I, f- I feel like when I've driven between New York and D.C., it's been like four to five hours. Yeah, four to five, six if it's real bad traffic. Yeah, um, and he's, and he's driving slow. You know, here Jeff Goldman is complaining about how slow his father's driving. Okay. They're already, go- the traffic is already going faster than it is normally. And this is probably the most busy traffic day ever. Yeah. To go out of the city. And yeah, I don't think this would even be moving. You guys, it did stop in the middle of nowhere, oh. Arizona. 
Yeah, why? What is that that's, ship doing there? That's not. That's like one of the backup ships. Okay. It's um, yeah. It's looking for Russell, I think. It's it's sort of sitting in the uh, dugout right now. Okay. It's it's being queued up. It's like those films that you kind of want to watch on your Netflix queue, but you kind of <laughs> don't, and they're right in there in the middle, just in case, you know. Mm. Real quiet. We're going to take this move, this moment to announce our sponsors. This movie is sponsored by Sour Patch Straws, as well as uh, a Twix bar. Um, these are going to be the official Nerd Hour snacks of the movie. They're just your snacks, Ollie. <laughs> well, no, might... I've got I've got a Twix too. You got it, yeah, Conrad. You're the only one without a Twix. Apparently, oh my god! You didn't sign the contract. Yeah. Look at who it is. Yeah, who is that? It's who, the who kid from Ten Things I Hate About oh, You. You're kidding? Okay. The one that's the the model. I feel like in this situation, this could be our last night on Earth. You have to use that line. Yeah, yeah. That that line is what made the middle school me version of me think that like that could happen if aliens come. I could ask my like, <laughs> biggest crush like, "Hey, it's the last night on like, Earth." Like if that happened, then you could just <laughs> like, get up the courage. Like, oh, yeah. please, please, aliens invade! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, this part actually made me really sad because I wanted to be a NASA the astronaut. Na- oh, the astronaut, yeah. How do we like his rapport with Harry Connick Jr.? It's pretty good, right? Well, Harry Connick Jr. is himself. He's always good. That makes me sad. What? That he can't be an astronaut. Because I wanted to be an astronaut, and then someone told me, I don't remember who, someone told me, you have bad vision. You can't be a pilot or an astronaut. And I was crushed. I was crushed, so that when I saw this scene, it reminded me of that, and I felt very bad for Will Smith. Because <laughs> look, he's got the astronaut astronaut photos in his oh. locker. How cool! He could be an astronaut. Hmm. A little subtle. <laughs> now, is that funny? Is that homophobia? I, I thought that was I thought that was hilarious when I first saw that. I, I thought it was funny too. You're, you're saying but was it's this pr- during Don't Ask, Don't Tell? I, I don't oh, yeah. It was, uh, I was pretty sure. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Oh. I thought that was a good way to reveal... Now, what's not problematic yeah. is this scene. But I guess it's problematic because she's um, a stripper and they can't get married. Why would that be a problem? Okay, now that's funny. No one is... Yeah, no one's watching, yeah. No. Because that's definitely what you're going to do, is go to work to strip when all this is going on. You, you would still go to a strip club, but you'd be watching the TV. Actually, I kind of feel like the strip clubs would be full of people. That are, like, hiding so. out, right? You think people would show up to work? Well, I don't think the strippers would be there, but I think people would still go there. Which do you think would be more crowded? The strip clubs and bars or, like, churches and... Other, Probably other be religious 50-50. I think they're going to be equally crowded. Didn't you see 28 Days Later? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are there strip clubs in 28 Days Later? No, but no, there is a yeah, church. church yeah. Oh, okay. 
I'm sure there are. We just don't get to see them. No traffic. No one... Oh, no one's entering DC. Yeah. Okay. Now, see, it makes sense here. This would aid them uh, in getting there faster. But you know what? But... I, think, I think people would just be totally panicked, so... Oh, my God. Was that a CD? It was a CD. CD, yeah. I think you would have traffic, like, messed up traffic in both directions. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to pass through in Philly. Both directions? New Jersey. Yeah, because people, when they're, like, panicked, do silly things. And that you would not see that. You'd, you That's an empty... Pennsylvania Avenue. That would not exist. And with this many people trying to get out, there's going to be accidents. There's going to be traffic jams. Also, yeah. What about the Beltway, too, around D.C.? Yeah. That, that oh, takes, yeah. like, hours and it's barely moving, even on a normal day. All right. Let's go with Derek's estimate. Let's say... Oh, my gosh. Did you see the cell phone he was using? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. That thing, that thing was, right, like, the size of right his here. head. Look at this thing. Oh, what, what is... It's what? See, now that's like something from that's like something from Star Trek, right there. That's a little Star Trek, like um, like beam enhancer, signal enhancer. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about—the little realism right here. Oh, there was some statistic that they did so many fake newscasts for this, and they used all real anchors. Oh, okay. Like they asked them to do it, and they did. That's what's so cool. I love it when films do that. It they just... neglected to use real physics, though. No, they did yeah, not yeah, yeah. use real physics. Correct. <laughs> they did not do that. So, all right, let's go by Derek's logic. We're looking at four to six hours in a normal day. Let's increase that. Let's bump that up to eight hours. Let's say it took them. So it's been about ten hours since the, the alien ships have appeared. And nothing's well, happened. Do you remember the last time we got a look at the countdown? I can't. Re- I can't remember. So I think that's no. the, that's the crucial thing that ties. Can I, can I also point out that their idea of communicating with the aliens involves a helicopter and like a light bright? It's because they, a they... light bright. <laughs> Sorry, but that's what they it saw. Looks close like. encounters too. Yeah, and they thought, <laughs> let's take out the music, add, make it look a little bit more militaristic. That'll be the way to communicate. I like the with fact the that um, uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad is wearing like Converse or, or sneakers or something with his like his suit. Um, apparently, all the Judd Hirsch and Jeff Goldblum interactions with each other, all of it's like improvised. Oh, really? A lot of it is. Wow. Well, they do a really great job. A lot it's- of the Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith aspects are are also improvised, and yeah, I mean, I think that. That speaks to these actors as well as how much fun they must have been having mm-hmm. in this role. I got to say, one of my favorite things about um, Jeff Goldblum and his, his dad's character, or the dad's character, my my dad loves the dad. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like his favorite character in the movie. No, who doesn't love him? It's Jeff yeah. Hirsch. Yeah. He's great. And he's all like, he's all protective of his son and being like, you wrong my son, my David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for these guys in the helicopter. I know, sacrificial lambs. Now, did you when you guys saw this for the first time, did you think that helicopter was about to be shot down? Of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Really? Yeah, I did. See, I was not I was still very You were like gullible. maybe they're going to be peaceful and you, uh, Well, I didn't think they were going to be peaceful, but I thought maybe there's <laughs> going to be some communication. <laughs> How old are you? Like 5? I was no, Conrad. <laughs> not that young. I was in middle school. I remember that. I was in seventh grade, I think. T- 
tell me why. Wait, that, no, that's like Christian Bale. There's a lot of hand talking in this scene. Yeah. Like GPS, but we don't have that yet. At least not civilians. I know it's wrong, but I just keep wanting a Tyrannosaurus Rex to walk through this scene. <laughs> yeah, I want him to talk about chaos theory some more. That's what it feels like here. Is this his chaos theory talk? Is this talk? But it doesn't work without water dripping no. on someone's hands. That's why he has a sketch pad. Sketch pad is less sexy. <clears throat> now, Apple PowerBook. Computer. What computer would you choose to save the world? That was a prototype, though, right? Yeah, so it was not a real computer. They just slapped pretty much the Apple logo, the Apple logo on it. You, we got to oh, remember okay. this is when Apple really still was bad. Like Steve Jobs <laughs> wasn't really back yet, and like this is like just a year and a half before everyone thought Apple was about to go bankrupt. Mm. So we look back and we're like, oh, Apple product pl placement. But this was their big product placement. They hadn't really done this before, and the company wasn't really financially too healthy at this point. Was it uh, Independence Day that got them back on top? No, that would be Steve Jobs <laughs> coming back and going, stop ruining my company. <laughs> and also a lot of money from Bill Gates as well. Okay, so here I actually thought that they were about to communicate back. I thought the blue light, it was so... So beautiful. You thought there was going to be some kind of like tragic misunderstanding. Yes. And they, then, and then this was, happened. And then this happened. You're and like, I was like, no, oh, there is a no. tragic misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Humans think they can communicate with aliens. Okay, now the president's <clears> like, oh, I better get out of here. I better evacuate. This, they're not very peaceful. They would have evacuated him long before this. Oh, yeah. yeah I think they would have forced him to. He would have taken his little munchkin out of here a long time ago. You guys, I'm pretty excited though. One of my favorite. Are, are you excited because the cableman and his father ended up on the on the oh yeah <laughs> on the same plane? Is that Marine Marine One Marine One or Mary McDowell? You better get out of here. You got twelve colonies to lead. <laughs> <laughs> I know she goes through a similar situation at the beginning of Battlestar Galactica. Doesn't oh, she? absolutely. Does. The dog. So, you know, that to me is probably what traffic would have been like. Yeah. Coming yeah. Out of yeah. New York. Leave it to LA to do yeah. traffic in a more realistic way. <laughs> okay, the library building, of course, that's the one they're going to blow up. Do you think in real life there would be people like this? Yes. Oh, of There's course. There's people like this now. What are you talking about? All right. <laughs> the, um, yeah, it just seems like this is the worst idea ever. Especially on the building right beneath the spaceship. Yeah. One of my favorite stories in psychology is Leon Flesinger back in the 50s um, got infiltrated this cult who believed that aliens were going to destroy the world on like December 21st at midnight. And they gave up their lives and went to this one place where they thought they'd be saved. He shows up, midnight comes, the aliens don't appear. And the cult starts to believe that they saved the planet from destruction because, yeah. yeah, because of their like worship. The whole idea of cognitive dissonance and how we rationalize stuff. But I think, like, I mean, there's people like that back in the '50s. Of course, there would be people like that now who would be thinking that they could 
save the aliens or, or or save the earth or like join the aliens or something like that. What do you guys think you would do? I would not do this. Yeah. Well, what would you do? Would you go I, be with your loved one? Would you get out of a city? Would you go I into the city? I would definitely get out of the city. Oh, yeah. If you could get out of the I'd city. I'd try to get to a wilderness area. But see, I'm so slow and, <laughs> like, not good at navigating. I, I don't think I'd make it out of a city. So I would kind of be like, you know what? Let I kind of... I'm going to see what... I'm just going to see how this plays out. Wait, that might work mean, for zombies, mean, but, like... As we will see in just a moment, <laughs> not work for these aliens. Now, what? Inter- when, when the ships open up, it looks so it's gross like, and sexual. <laughs> it does really look a nasty. little. But you know what? Also, look what would it it's also like a beautiful like? flower. Uh huh. So Emmerich <laughs> wanted to save money on special effects, so he avoided. Using a lot of computer generated imagery because this is back when that stuff was still more expensive. So it's all models. So it's yeah. all models oh. and miniatures, which is why it holds up so well. We're about to see some beautiful destruction here. Stuff that would make Michael uh, Michael Bay drool. Here we go. The signal's over. They're going to start destroying stuff. And the music is very dramatic. Oh, the music yeah. is so good. Look at that, you guys. That looks gorgeous. It just looks so. Like, if you are about to be blown up, that's what you want to see. What, an enormous phallic symbol? Yes. <laughs> All right, really nice miniature explosion there. Yeah. That holds up so well, almost 20 years later. Look at this. The most miniatures ever made for any film, right here, Independence Day. It- is that, it, a, is, that a, is that a fact? That's yeah, a, fact. a fact. Oh, wow. These are the Oscar-winning effects right here. It, it won one Oscar, and that's for best visual effects. We can see why here. Yeah. Oh, so good. So much better in Transformers. You can actually tell what's happening and what's being exploded. Uh, the typical crowd, crazy <sighs> running I feel scene. so bad for Harvey Firestein. I do feel bad for him. That's, you think to was, make, that's to make you feel bad. Do you think he ended up getting through to his lawyer? Um, Bo, <laughs> no, no, no. You mean his doctor? His doctor. <laughs> that is That right there is the best White House explosion. Uh, so did you hear that <laughs> when they screened this? Because I guess this is... They screened this for the Clintons. And uh, Roland Emmerich switched spots with uh, Bill Pullman to make him sit next to Bill Clinton because he didn't know how he'd react to the White House being blown up. You're kidding. <laughs> no. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Look at that destruction. Even those the cars being flown out. This is great. I love how the flame wraps around the Capitol building a little bit. I mean, they really do take out every single, you know, yeah, this uh, every single emblem of the U.S. in this particular. There's sequence. definitely a cost in this movie. Now you we know, haven't you seen. Feel, you feel the stakes are real. Wow, and and you know what? That airplane just makes. Oh, it. just makes it. Now Emmerich did a. Re- he kind of redoes this shot in uh, 2012. Yeah, he totally does. And it's not, it's done, it's so over the top at that one. But here it's just a little. 
little bit beyond your a uh, little suspension bit beyond, of disbelief. Come on. Was just enough, Conrad. <laughs> oh, the tunnel that's that Los Angeles tunnel that's in every movie. You always have to have a tunnel scene. Yeah. And you know what else you have to always have to have, Conrad? A dog. The dog. And you know because there's a dog that they're gonna escape. Yes. Wait, how do you know that? Because, because. it's a cute dog. <laughs> I mean, this or they won't show the dog dying. This, yeah, this uh, this bit with the dog is pretty ridiculous. You know, dogs are great for creating sympathy with an audience because it's like if it was a cat, you don't have to do like character development or anything like you would have to do okay, for a person. Is she carrying a dummy? Yeah, well, there's a little slow. Don't call there. her son that. No, like a. <laughs> She is. Oh, wow. Totally that does look really fake. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is not a kid. That oh, is my gosh. You guys are right. Okay, that special effect was kind of bad. <laughs> the dog's like, shrugger? Horror? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Made it. So Why good. Why the fire not going to the door? No one closed the door. They I mean, totally the, oh. be dead. That, All like, right. The fire weapon destroys entire buildings, and yet it doesn't go into the little All right, now maintenance the utility show closet. Up. The apes show up. You blow it up, you bastards. Um, take a breath, you guys. We've made it through the initial attack. Day one is over. We never saw the attack on Utah or Arizona or whatever <laughs> it was. Oh, because they haven't been attacked yet, I don't think. Oh, oh that's right. They're waiting in the wings. It's They're in the it's secondary in the cities. That's right. That's right. Or at least according to this film, those are secondary areas, right? Yeah. I think so. Was, I gotta admit, that was um a really great first act. Yeah. Yeah, it really pulls you in. It has that urgency to it. Yeah. I think it's very clear in this movie, like where the acts where the acts do uh begin and end. So everybody got into Winnebago's and went to the desert? Of course. I, That's I the, as one does as yeah. one for an alien invasion. So this is this is one of my issues here now looking at it from a 2014 lens. We've only seen America destroyed. Again, as Derek, you were saying, this is the American story of the global struggle against these aliens. Do they ever get a name, by the way? They're not... Anything like Xenomorphs or Klingons or Maldorians or something? No, they don't get a name. They're just I, the enemy. Yeah. Okay. But they're, they're I mean, the, I think they're at just this like point, locusts. They're gonna they're gonna have well, an yeah, American centric film, but also if they start blowing up things in other countries, they might we might get in trouble. Maybe there's more sensitivity around that. Okay. Now Bill Pullman is very upset because his wife is missing. Yeah. I can't really blame him. She's pretty good. I would be very upset if Mary McDonald went missing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh look, he's a real boy now. I'm going to call this kid (laughs) Pinocchio. (laughs) Wow, that tunnel didn't really... Like, okay, now they're at the Stargate. <laughs> they are. Good call. All right, so 
here's the thing. Those massive ships produce the same amount of destruction as you'd get from one atomic bomb. So, like... Yeah, but it only, goes, like, it only goes a certain height, because they did not destroy themselves. Oh. Wait, wait. So you're saying... So you're saying their weapon is better at destroying, but still on maintaining hospitality? surgical scale. Okay. Which you can't really do at nukes, I guess, as well? Also, presumably, there wasn't the radiation, but... I guess we'll find that out on Independence Day, too. They're surprisingly in a good mood. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, that's the thing that really strikes me about this scene. <laughs> yeah, they are surprisingly It's like happy. L.A., New York, and D.C. are just wiped off the face of the earth. As we say in the industry of mental health, their mood is incongruent with their circumstances. But now they're just going to get into their planes and take on the evil aliens. So they're all pumped up. Come on. I think that guy might be on speed. (laughs) Harry Cock Jr.? Yeah. He could be. What was his call sign? Ramen? I think so. Raven. Oh, Raven, okay. <laughs> oh right, my gosh, it would have been awesome if his Ramen call would sign was wrong. <laughs> Alright, so they originally had the military on board to help him out with this movie, like other films and Top Gun um, and all that kind of stuff. However, when mm, the military read the script... About, nope. What they were, were they ex- psyched about, Conrad? Uh, they did not want any reference to Area 51. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Read into that what you will. Or that there was this conspiracy about it. They didn't like that the film tries to reveal that or whatever. They pulled it out. Pulled out their support. This guy's totally on drugs. He's very callous. Like, his his best friend's uh, proposed or fiancé... Or he would would have liked her to be his fiance. He just died. Yeah, and he's you know fooling around. I mean, I guess and his dreams were broken about NASA. Will Smith is kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he's still crushed about that at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think astronauts. Well, now I'm never going to be an astronaut. (laughs) Okay, now he gets serious. Were you not watching the news? Perhaps it just wasn't real. Real. Lock S foils in attack position. I, that actor, uh, the guy at the console, I always think of that ad that he was in for milk that was like... Was it a Got Milk ad? I think it was... He was... He was the one who says Aaron Burr. He Aaron was the, Burr. Do you guys know what yeah, ad Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will always associate That's that That's a actor. great ad. Also from the 90s. Who shot Alexander Helmeton in that famous duel? <laughs> oh wow you gotta memorize word for word there I remember audio stuff from advertisements very well it's a very useless skill okay so we now know That's... they have a shield and, and no weapons get through at all no weapons get through that's a lot of fighters It's a lot of fighter jets to have in a domestic base like, you gotta imagine the American military would be spread out a little bit more, and they wouldn't have as many fighter jets available in Los Angeles. 
Oh, they, they were probably all there for the uh, 4th of July parade. Yeah, they had to be there for the demonstrations <laughs> and the, the flybys. Okay, now I love the detail here on this on this spaceship. Yeah, I think the spaceships look really cool on this marine. They did feel massive and overwhelming, yeah. so I I think they did a great job with the design. And I gotta I gotta mention we're we're watching this projected onto the wall here at <laughs> Super Fantastic Nerd Hour Studios. Um, this movie looks great on a big screen. It really does. I just want to point out one of the fighter pilots. I love that line, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Will Smith. One yeah. of the fighter pilots did just say, "There's too many of them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. As though, as you know, in case the Star Wars parallels were not strong enough already. Oh, this is absolutely a Star Wars scene. <laughs> one of my favorite. Um, there's a great infographic about making first contact with aliens, and one of the lines in that infographic is. Um, it wouldn't be like guns versus lasers. It would be like lasers versus sponges. <laughs> I think we're seeing some of that play out over here. If you do have any type of shield-based technology, you're kind of done. I mean, you don't really have much you can use against them. Except let's for... get low, let's get fast. I like how he calls Will Smith Big Daddy there. I like the wasteland right there of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. One thing I don't like here, their fighter ships, they look kind of fat and slow. They do, but well, it doesn't matter because they have superior technology, Ali. Yeah. I know, but I don't... I just oh, don't oh like you mean the, the aliens fighter the jets? The aliens fighter jets, they yeah. They do look really? a little real deep. Not the American ones, Derek. The American ones look amazing and patriotic. <laughs> um... Well, they're they're clearly not slow. You th- you think they look like they should be slower? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, I like the motherships. They're kind of like inspired by V and a bunch of other kind of classic well, saucers. I mean, they're not being powered not by rockets and, and look- lift because they have that. You know, their motherships can float above the earth, so they have yeah, some other. But they look a little too thick and like. Yeah. They look kind of like boulders flying around. Yeah, they, they don't <laughs> look aerodynamic at all. <laughs> Okay, so what what was the whole purpose of that, Jimmy? Jimmy, what are you doing? I don't. Well, it's to kill Jimmy, so Will Smith gets angry. Yeah. Okay, so J- Will Smith is now motivated. Movie this is... action movie cliche number. Yeah, six hundred. <laughs> this is all building up to the great moment that we're about to enjoy soon. Oh, when he drops his cigar. drops cigar. Nice, <laughs> nice touch. I love that. Okay, let's not get in those fighter jets that we were just about to get into. Well, those are the, I don't away. know if those are the pilots necessarily. Oh, okay. It's like the engineering crew. Besides, they probably take, you know, like 10 minutes to prep and take off or whatever. Oh, those aliens are destroying you. Right. Yeah. This is a great battle now. Yeah. Okay, we got to cue up the patriotic music. I'm liking that. And I'm sure you gotta do some an F-15 flying. or whatever could... Could fly through a canyon Here, like this. We got the theme coming on again. Yeah, the Stargate theme. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Stargate theme. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a surprising little amount of fuel that they gave him. <laughs> like, he's been up in the air for like 30 minutes, maybe. I like how they, the ships have like, they have little um, 
uh, they have little animal noises almost. They're like, yeah, the sound, the sound is good, which are, you know, presumably mechanical noises they're making, but you can't use your shields against a parachute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What is the parachute just burn up? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And it's not like they have radar. They they can repel missiles, but they have parachutes. Wait, what, what was the parachute that he shot out? Is he just... I think that was to slow his plane down. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. His um, FA-15 Hornet. Do they actually have those kind of parachutes? Yes, do- they do, but I don't know. Really? Because they're like supersonic jets. I don't feel like a parachute would do much. Well, I think it's when they're landing on like an aircraft carrier or something. Okay. I'm, you know making, who's angry I'm completely right now? making this up. Will Smith is angry. Oh, yeah. Oh, is, he, is he angry? No. He's a bit angry. You think so? He's ranging and he's insulting aliens. When no one else is around at all to hear him. But he's this a, moment. He's when angry and righteous and excited that he knocked down the ship. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, you guys. He's horrified. Boom! Punches <laughs> the alien. <laughs> that line right there. Yeah, Welcome that, to Earth. You remember that from the trailers too. Oh yeah. yeah, that got so much applause in the theater. Oh yeah, people were yelling. And what? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh uh, good, <laughs> so good. The one line. Come on, Derek. These are. I feel like these are um, nice. Welcome to Earth was like the one liner for that scene, and then like by having another one, it, he. That's what I call a close encounter. That's too many one-liners there. He went over the one-liner quotient. Do you do you guys think blockbusters now really have as Enough many memorable? Yeah. Do they have one-liners like they did in the nineties? Because I'm thinking about Godzilla, Days of Future Past, um, Avengers. I think I, all I the good remember. one-liners have been used, really. Yeah. Or you hear them repeat one-liners. Like what? Like, I'll Be Back is used tons of times. Yeah, so they're pinging the nostalgia, they're making homages. Another reason why the 90s had such great blockbusters. They made the one-liners that get referenced now. <laughs> my da- See, that's why my dad loves... I think my dad is like this guy. <laughs> you think your dad is Judd Hirsch? Yeah. Is your dad Judd Hirsch? <laughs> are you... Are Wait, are you really... Was that improv? Do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you get airsick on Air Force One, you really get airsick. I mean, it's got to be the most smooth ride out right. there, right? What about in the movie Air Force One? Get off yeah. my plane. <laughs> Another great one-liner, 90s, Harrison Ford, best president ever. Well, not... Best American president, perhaps. He certainly doesn't beat uh, President Rosalind. No, no, no. I, I did say <laughs> president, American president. That's right. Not president of multiple multiple planets. All right, now, if you were all the president, what would you order at this point? <laughs> All your major cities have been wiped out. Yeah, I think you would definitely use nukes. I mean... Yeah. How many times do they say, my God? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with this dude. I'm with the hawk. You f- you launch what you've got. You're with the hawk, huh? I'm with the hawk. I'm usually not, but here's the thing: the aliens have made their intentions clear. <laughs> Would any of you? <laughs> Oh no, Judd Hirsch is upset. He's telling them what's what. Uh, I okay. You all now you all would be dead if it wasn't for my David. I don't think his information really helped at all. No. Right? Well, it was, no, it was the thing. Uh, the president was like, "Let's get out of here now." No, he decided to leave after their after the uh, helicopter after was their destroyed. helicopter was destroyed by the beautiful light. Now, see, I feel like someone would have brought this up before now. <laughs> Bill, Bill would like us to know that they say my God six times in this film. <laughs> oh. Less than I would have thought. This is great. Oh, Mr. Redhorn. He's such a great character actor. He's he's a great character actor. I was very sad. He passed away this year. Oh. He left an amazing obituary though for himself that he wrote himself. What, oh, what? he did? He did. Really? What 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 else was he in? I've seen him in so much. He's a character actor. He's been in tons of stuff. Um the the show I remember him a lot from was The Game. He was like a character actor in that with what Michael I- Douglas. Oh, that was a great. Um, yeah, was it the game? Right? Is that what it was called? It wasn't. That, was it a film? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, a movie. film. Yeah. Is that what it was called, though? You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm also about to eat a very melted Twix. I'm very oh, excited it's about it. It's going to get all over the place. <laughs> Mary McDonald. She has survived. She's a survivor. Mm-hmm. So this is the first real reveal we're getting of the aliens? Well, um... Okay, yeah, it was very, some... the, the first one was pretty quick when he punches them. So, okay, that is actually improvised. What is? That oh, this line about the smell. Oh, uh, again. Okay. Because what he is, what he is dragging, what he's walking across are these salt flats, and apparently there are these <laughs> tiny brine shrimp that die when it all dries out like this, and it stinks to high heaven, apparently, when the, <laughs> when the wind kind of blows across, so he really... That's great. So really, it's not the alien's fault. No, it's the brine shrimp's fault. So really, he was kicking the wrong thing. That's so funny. Because I always love that line, because it, it was so visceral. It's, yeah. But can you imagine? <laughs> That's and, some organic acting. And this whole, this whole scene, you know, how bright that is, apparently yeah. even the people that were walking around in long pants got sunburned because the light was being reflected up their legs. Oh, interesting. Um, so oh. This, this must have been some difficult shooting days. Well, and you guys, again, this is this is real effects. Those are real Winnebago's. 
Right. So imagine being out here in the heat. Oh, man. I wonder how many times he had to walk across that desert. Oh, yeah. Secret military installation, codename Area 51. Conrad, you know what I'm excited about coming up pretty soon. I know. I'm surprised you've been able to contain yourself. A little little actor by the name of Brent Spiner is about to make an appearance, otherwise known as Lieutenant Commander Data. What about uh, Jane here? Oh, yeah. I know. I, I love Jane. Jane, the man they man, call he's so young. Jane. <laughs> Adam Baldwin, well, it looks like he's like from the rich here. and he gave to the, the poor. <laughs> stood up to the man and gave him what for. Our love for him now ain't hard to explain. <laughs> the hero of <laughs> Canton, the, the man they call Jane. Are Thank you. you. Too, are you two quite finished with your musical <laughs> intro right now? No, there's more. There's more verses. There are. I don't know them. <laughs> are they? <laughs> but there are more. I'm Derek sure. I'm them. sure some brown coats will let us know. Again, send your complaints to info at superfantasticgear. I, I don't know why you keep asking for complaints. <laughs> you really? I ignore all complaints. Thank you. Again, my dad loved that line. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I love. I, I was so happy when this look moment how, happened. Look how high his pants are. Yeah. Look how long his hair is. <laughs> <laughs> look at that tie. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, I had um, my favorite <laughs> job ever. I I did a year internship at NASA Ames Research Center up. Uh, in Northern California, most of the people I worked with look like Brent Spiner in this film. <laughs> they, they did or did not? They did. Oh, okay, I was going to say, he's many, so much fun. Many of the I Do any of them follow your podcast? <laughs> um, uh, Dr. Johnson, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> thank you for teaching me everything I know about uh, running Man, a cognitive his, his psychology lab. His really are, like, way too high. <laughs> All right, so uh, sci-fi trope, secret military installation base with massively well-designed underground sets and stuff like that. Also, the trope of uh, scientists always wearing a white lab coat, which scientists never do. And always having pants very high. And always have pants very high. I mean, but that's... it's Conrad, you're missing the point here. He's got glasses, so. It's so forward-thinking. They predicted the movie. Oh, Her. does he have a pocket protector? Yeah, he does. Munchkin's here. So now it's also the reveal that the aliens, this is like a scouting mission that they've known about us for a long time. It's hard. So why did it take 40 years to come and kills off if they had this technology. Well, that's what he's just saying is like they've had it but it hasn't worked because it's mm. been powerless. No, she's saying the um the aliens, why did the aliens take so long? Maybe this was a ship that got lost. It doesn't look like a long long range ship. It's one of their fighters. Well, right. So it had to come from a mothership. So where is the mothership? Alpha Centauri? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so does anyone really believe that the uh, president wouldn't be briefed? On Area 51? On oh, Area yeah, I yeah. definitely believe that. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you, Now, do you actually think something happened at Area 51, Derek? Like, Area, Area 51 particularly? Yeah. In, like in Roswell? Yeah. Was there an incident <laughs> as Roswell? Just, I'm sorry, I think Prince Spiner, Spiner is like the best thing about this movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And look at how excited he is to show them his, like, alien pets. The freak show? Yeah. He's super excited about he's, this. Seriously, you guys, he's exactly like the people I worked with. <laughs> this oh, is, Ollie, I know you're going to get yourself into trouble one of these days. The, instead of nerding out about aliens, it was more about data. But uh, oh, like no data pun, the robot or no, just no, data? No pun intended. Oh, you didn't about, do that on purpose? No, that was not on purpose. Oh, okay. They would geek out about like information that they were gaining from lab experiments. So, um, Emmerich wanted, he had a few designs drawn up for the aliens. He liked, he had two finalists, and he liked both, and he's like, can we combine them? Make one an exoskeleton, and make one the alien inside. So that's kind of where this idea came from, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a little bit of, like, Xenomorph from uh, Alien, but it's also kind of more of a kind of a slug slash squiddy kind of thing. They look kind of like crustaceans. Yeah. The ones, the, the real ones do. The, in, the um, interior alien, yeah. The exterior does have the tentacle thing going on. So Bill Pullman has been continuing to shave oh. and keep his... Uh... Bill Pullman's like, my shorts is bigger than yours. <laughs> he totally is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Just put him right in his place. Nice. <laughs> That's great. That's a great, nice beat. Right? He kills every scene. He's, he like every everything he says. Oh yeah. Why isn't Brent Spiner in more stuff? I don't know. I think maybe he's too busy being Brent Spiner. <laughs> Do you guys watch? Have you seen his web series? What's what? What web series? Um, it's called uh, Fresh Hell. No. It's like about him in real life. Well, he plays himself. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't know about it, Ollie. I didn't know about it. That's a major oh, wait. nerd fail. I can't, I can't believe you didn't watch Ghostbusters until, like... Oh, God. Oh, what? Man, this... Again. You're, I, I oh, thought yeah. I was done this. This is going to follow you for the rest of your life. Seriously, guys. Th- <laughs> I have heard... I have heard more about that episode and about not watching Ghostbusters than pretty much anything else ever on Super Fantastic Nerd Hour. So now we're seeing the exoskeleton... Um. Uh, James Redhorn, I just re- he's the the father in Homeland. Oh, yeah, and he's also been on White Collar before. So that means uh, Harvey um, Firestein's. Wait, am I saying it wrong? Is it Firestein or Feinstein? Firestein. Firestein. Um, his mother. So his mother was killed because he told her to go to Atlanta. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, destruction of the of all major cities in about two days. Mm-hmm. And they're like locusts. They come here to basically feed on the planet. Well, we don't know that yet. Okay, we don't know that. I'm making a guess. Well, Brent Spiner <laughs> said it was a similar, so a similar environment that could be hospitable to them. They don't want to settle here. They just want the planet's natural resources. Well, right. So why would it take 40 years to do that, is my point. They had Wait, to, what do you mean 40 years? They had to figure out how to how to uh, hack our satellite system. Yeah, because that's all it took. Because <laughs> we had none back then. <laughs> no, so you're saying, Conrad, they sent this scout ship 40 years ago. Yeah, but like, why did if, it they take have so long? The, if they have that technology, what... What were they waiting for? It doesn't add up. Maybe they were sending out explorers to find uh, prospective worlds to uh, to conquer, to find resources. How and this was that ship. You know, they're like, oh, let's put a let's put a pin in Earth. You know, we'll get back to that someday. Again, it would be really cool. Right now would be a great moment to have a montage of around the world what's happening. Like, I'd like to see how they're reacting to all this in, like, Brazil, you know? Uh, Cairo. Uh, Japan. I mean, they do that. They just, you know, you don't want to be constantly doing that all the time. It would, I think it would ruin the flow of, of the characters that we're interested in, that, that we've been um, exposed to. Ollie, I think you're missing the point. This film is called Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Mary McDonald needs some Kamala root. Oh, yeah, she does need some Kamala root. <laughs> She's seeing, like, vipers and snakes and stuff. This is, That's a great line, too. Exotic dancer. So, um... Conrad, you mentioned the movie is called Independence Day. You guys know why I was I known as ID4 for a while? Warner Brothers had the rights to the title Independence Day, and Fox was going to make a claim to the title with this film. Um, so until they really got to that point, they were referring to it as ID4. And to add to their claim they added that famous speech at the end. So that's that was something that was done after the fact to add more to the idea that this film is about Independence Day. This, uh, Fox even played around with the idea of having this released on Memorial Day and calling this Doomsday instead. Holly, you have to be kind of quiet. There's an alien autopsy going on right now by Brent Spiner. Oh, my gosh. I know you're excited. I'm really excited about this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That was scary. I jumped so far when I first saw that. That was that was scary. I mean, it was it's, scary. It's not as good as a chestbuster scene in Alien, but it's very reminiscent. Of you it, bring that it? up because right. we have an Alien Four actor here. This guy. Oh, that's right. Alien Resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Is it something about movies that aliens all have to be smelly? Oh, it's yeah, it's requirement. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're we're quite smelly to them. I'm sure, yeah. Humans are pretty smelly. Now, so they know he's alive, right? 
they know now. No, no, they knew before. They called. They said he was unconscious. Okay, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh man! Oh my gosh! He's crawling out of the. This is thing. It's this so is creepy. pretty scary. <laughs> now I think this autopsy Some, uh, is pretty much action. a disaster. Okay, now what are those tentacle things even for? Besides the scary <laughs> you, well, like, what what purpose did it serve this this advanced sentient life form? I'm I'm sure there's some hentai out there that could clear that up for you. <laughs> I don't know what they are. They look kind of like spaghetti. They do look like spaghetti. Uh oh, spaghetti tentacle arms. Jane. <laughs> he will always be Jane to me. Yeah, yeah. He needs to be wearing the, <laughs> the, hat. the hat. The oh yeah. You can buy that hat online. You can't. Through many different people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he loosened his tie, you guys. Oh. He's pissed now. Oh no. He's getting real. Not gonna oh, lie, I was really sad. I when, was sad too. When Spiner got taken yeah. over. But what a way to go. How creepy. So they've got some telepathy powers we know now. They can right do Right now little... he's just crushing the vocal cords to manipulate them. Seriously, is that how he's doing it? No. Well, I, th that's... I think that must be how he's making the voice come out, but surely... There's some There's telepathy going on. There's some mental going thing on. going yeah. on to make him shape the words. Come on, Conrad. Use your... Sci-fi power telepathy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's admirable that he's still. You know, we can. Yeah, we can still make peace. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. The aliens are pretty direct. <laughs> <laughs> peace? It's like, it's like, no peace. It's like thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alien. This, this alien is pretty ballsy. He's like yeah, yeah. their prisoner. Yeah, you know, there's no way he's gonna get out of there. And he's, you know, he's like, die. <laughs> I like that. I, I like he, that. He's not gonna pull his punches. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> boom. What's the what's that line? You you know the the villains that you can always have in Hollywood, um, Nazis, aliens, and uh, something else. Zombies. Uh, maybe zombies. You know, it they, they make such great villains. It's so much fun to to see them as villains, aliens. See, here we get the locust exposition. So, all right, what do you think, what are the natural resources they're after? Like, <laughs> I know, we've used them all up. It must be uh, carbon dioxide. And, uh... <laughs> like, they're, they're a powerful species. Um, are they after water? Um, are they after oxygen? What, 
Hey, must be water. I guess they destroyed their own planet, and they're moving planet to planet now. I feel like... Wouldn't they want to stop at other points in our solar system and get, like, all the volatiles on Titan or helium on the gas giants? Yeah. Like, you come to Earth, you want water, pretty much. Or maybe you want to make a salad, you want some greens. Oh, yeah, that's it. They want... Yeah, they're looking for salad. Because, I mean... Maybe, like, a nice pecan salad. <laughs> like, candied pecans. Maybe throw in some, uh... Maybe, some Twix. Maybe, maybe Twix. Was, they, heard, they Twix. were ahead of the, the curve for kale. Maybe it's a kale salad. Uh, this is the 90s, Conrad. This yeah, is pre-kale. This, no, no one knew what kale was. Yeah, right? only really hippie people ate, ate kale. <laughs> well, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum in this movie probably Jeff did. Jeff Goldblum talked yeah. about recycling. I bet he knew about kale. Probably knew about kale. And the aliens were advanced. They knew about it, too. Do you think that's what led to their divorce? Man, they've got quite a bar up there in the lab of Area 51. (laughs) Yeah, they do. That was not something (laughs) I experienced at NASA. (laughs) I never noticed that. So right now, a lot of despair. So the conflict in their relationship is like... uh, she went after her career. He went after his kale. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're both kind of fighting to save the planet. They're both, they want to do good things to help people. And it seems like the reason for their divorce was um, he didn't think she was putting enough into their relationship. Kind of what I'm getting from it. I, I think so. I think he wasn't. Um, com- or do you think she was the one? Because she, she was saying he's not ambitious enough to match her. Oh uh, well, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> That guard is skeptical because Will Smith was not the famous um, leading man action hero That's that he true. was. He yet. doesn't know this yet. Yeah, he doesn't no. know. So do you think all uh, jet fighter pilots know how to also fly helicopters? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we know if he was Captain Sulu, he does. Oh, yeah, he knows about it. Yeah, he would know how to fly everything. No, it's Sulu um, studied. He studied uh, helicopter oh, flight as like a hobby academy. or something, didn't he? Yeah, in the academy. But that was like in a hobby. Academy. It was like yeah. ancient yeah. helicopter flight. Because that's what Sulu, you and I do. Yeah. He's Sulu. Give him the credit. So my. So what's interesting about this second act is um, it doesn't take place in any cities, and it's we're going back between Area 51 and uh, Viv- Viv- Vivica A. Fox, Where? wherever she is. She, well, she's at El Toro now. Mm-hmm. Even bird! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, are you doubting this? Yeah, I... Alpha Zulu six eight nine or here we go. 
Boom. I always so love the... I guess my question, though, is why did they think this would have any more of an effect? It's the best we've got, you know? Yeah. Well, last time you tried to attack, they just went and destroyed wherever the source came from. But it wasn't as powerful a detonation. I had hope, actually, when I saw this, that, uh, that, it was that, destroyed. Something, that it, something was destroyed. Because in my mind, I'm like, no, they have to be destroyed, because what else do we have? That's all we've got. <laughs> if nuclear weapons don't do it, I don't know, it can. And the reveal... Got the the evil score, the alien score there again. This is the point where hope is pretty low. Yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling some despair right now. No, I, you know what? I I don't think it's quite as low as it goes though. There's a. I think it's the moment coming up. You just say this is an abort full abort? Yeah. Things are not looking well for Mary McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> you know who we haven't seen is uh Russell. Where's yeah. where's Russell? my boy Russell? What's what's he doing? Wait. He's, he he was trying to invade with his Winnebago. Oh. <laughs> invade Area 51, remember? No, they did invade area. They, they got did. they got through, yeah. How would he have known that she went to El Toro? Cuz they had talked about it earlier. No, they but talked did about they? it. But... Yeah. But he landed like right next to them. <laughs> <laughs> he also has a telepathic ability. It's called love. You know, <laughs> If I quoted lines like that, you know I like to make an entrance when I was late to meet my partner, New Anne, she would really be mad at me. Like, those kind of one-liners don't work in real relationships. Well, I think she'd she have was... a one-liner back for you. She probably would. She would probably, and it would be better than mine. I don't think she was u me using the, you're late, uh, seriously, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> This is the first time that I realized this guy's a doctor. He's been oh, yeah. in the background the whole time. Oh. He's at the Area 51 hospital. Can uh, So, you guys, can you believe that this film was shot in 72 days? Really? Wow. Does that seem That's like... That's really fast. Yeah. Unheard of? With all the wait, not the models and everything, though, right? They no, I mean, I think the, the principal oh, photography okay. was was done in seventy two days. Yeah, um, but if you think about it, there's not 
really too many sets. Like for for the rest of the film, we are largely here at Area Fifty One. Hmm. There's that while the film has this large scale, there isn't really too yeah. many places it, it goes to. So I can see them pulling it off in seventy two days. They are all over the place though in the first in the beginning. But I'm sure, like the DC shots could have all yeah, that's been some done serious, on stage. Uh, Shatner act, acting there. Oh yeah, it's the docs think you're gonna just fine. <laughs> this is a complete Shatner <laughs> moment. This is totally Shatner. Even the music feels Shatner to me. So we've got Shatner meets Battlestar Galactica going on right here. It's kind of amazing. Don't forget space walls. The little space little balls, space yeah, balls that's thrown in there. That's tying us into Star Wars. Now, this is the point I think <laughs> when a hope is at the lowest. Ah, good call. Good call, Derek. I remember getting a little teary eyed at this point. You're getting teary eyed now. Come on. That's true. Shut up. Give up the tears. Shut up. Oh man! But you know what does it the, is uh, this line right here. Oh, knife through the heart. Conrad's getting so emotional, she's cracking open some <laughs> seltzer water. <laughs> All right. What can I say? I have a heart. All right, we're, here we are. Oh, another, another great scene. <laughs> um, we're now getting into the final act on July 4th, 1996. Hope is at its moment, its lowest. And so you know what? You need some comic relief. From Judd. <laughs> yeah, 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 Judge Hurt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that there's this little PSA about screwing the planet up here. Yeah. yeah. Remember when we used to care about the planet, I guess? It's another reason why my dad likes this character. They're both looking very chesty here. Chesty? Like he's got his buttons unbuttoned. He's got his shirt half <laughs> off. It runs in the family. Well, yeah, yeah, it runs in the family. They're proud of their chests. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they come from a long yeah. line of chesty men. <laughs> I feel like this is an absurd leap in his like thinking. It's a, <laughs> it's it, it's a, it's kind of a massive moment of insight to a unbelievable plan. Yeah. Huh? What? Something about when you, you have a hat gave, on a kid uh, backwards, it just makes them super cute. 
Yeah. Yeah. Jane was without a gun. I do not believe that. Yeah. I cannot suspend my disbelief enough to believe that. Here's uh here's Coke's this is what Coke's money bought it. Just one little can <laughs> that gets shot in They didn't put it as much in as Fruitopia did. No, 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 they didn't. Fruitopia, man. Oh, but a character says it, so that's gotta be some. That that's, that's gotta extra be some points. There, that's actually, yeah. yeah. It's like another million dollar advertisement cost. Jane's got some good aim. So, all right. Did you guys did you guys hear about the um, Arthur C. Clarke in uh, his last Odyssey book uses this exact same method to defeat like the monoliths? No, no. And uh, yeah, it was it was, um, but he he it was published after Independence Day, and he was really pissed because oh, he bet. he thought of this idea on his own. And then this movie comes out and has the exact same idea. <laughs> and so it kind of seems kind of seems like Arthur C. Clarke ripped off Independence Day. Oh, for, uh, <laughs> he must have been so <laughs> angry. <laughs> but he didn't, you know, he didn't go with another he didn't go with another uh, another thing. He just like I'm going to keep to my original idea. I'm going to do it anyway. So so if this was shot now, this would be done on a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, this chalkboard? Yeah. And um, also my favorite thing about this board is he's labeled Earth as Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Just in well, case you get a little confused. He wants to make sure they, they don't confuse with Mars. You know? Yeah. Or the Destroyers, which are also labeled. Man, so much convenient bringing together of people. Okay, so we we got to talk about this. About what? All right, removing the clamps. Well, I mean, back then, release the hounds. Release the hounds, the kraken. So we couldn't even in the nineties share files between Macs and PCs. (laughs) (laughs) But but we now. No, but Jeff Jeff Goldblum is a genius, all right? He, he's yeah. using chaos theory. <laughs> Don't forget. And in, in a matter of minutes, it was it minutes or hours, he was able to create a virus that will interact with an alien operating system. They had been studying it for years, though. Man, I guess that wouldn't have included the software, though, because there was because have, it never they, turned on. Yeah, it never turned on. They didn't. Have the it's like source. trying to write a virus for a computer that. Hasn't been able to turn on for 40 years, and then it immediately does. You wouldn't... Like, I still have problems using my Windows machine at work, because I'm so <laughs> used to using Mac at home. I, I feel like with that line, with that line, you're like, these two are going to be a good buddy pair. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you're like, oh man, this this is gonna this is, rock. Yeah, you're like, yeah, this is gonna be good. This is when you like regret that you finished eating all your popcorn because you would really want to <laughs> eat it at this point. You're like, uh oh, popcorn eating time. <laughs> So, all right, I mean, that feels like more unnecessary now as, yeah. as I'm looking at it as an adult, or as, as much of an adult as I am. Um, like, does it, do you really need to fire this guy? Like, I don't, oh, oh, international Yeah, it's kind scene. of irrelevant. Oh, here you go, here you go, here's oh your, gosh, uh, you guys, global, global around, the, yeah. around the globe thing. Oh, they are and international for, Furthermore, people. look, it's, uh... <laughs> An old Norse It's British and the, the is, Israeli, British, and Israeli, and Ira- Israeli and Iraqis and Iraqi, yeah. working together. This is it, you guys. Superordinate goals, a common enemy, brings humanity together. It's the Americans. They figured out what to do. <laughs> Us Brits are completely useless. Well, it is Independence Day, Ali. They have to <laughs> yeah, thumb their yeah. Although the Israeli and, and Iraqi forces working together, I would imagine somebody must have been upset about that. I think I remember hearing that that scene was cut in certain in, international. Oh, markets. really? I can't. I mean, I'm yeah. Right now, I'm thinking there must have been issues with that. All right, so everyone's on board. They whipped out the Morse codes. I'm glad that that all the Morse code machines at Area 51. I don't. I I see. I don't understand how the Morse code thing work if they're doing it through the telephone lines or is it like i don't understand wasn't the morse code a few years ago officially like ended like the last morse no that was the last telegram went out or something oh my goodness you guys my favorite part of the movie is coming up really the epic speech that does declare um, independence day conrad it's coming up St. Christmas Day speech. Did you guys see the video of um, this guy going around New York City just uh, chanting this speech? Just no. in random areas. Of this. I'll, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. It's, it's great. He does it in the subway. He does it in a Starbucks. This, this, this speech? The, the speech. The today we celebrate our... Well, that speech is like the most direct... Um, I don't know if you, if you want to call it homage or ripoff of the the St. Christmas Day speech from Henry V, mm. which is uh, the first and arguably still the best, like, outnumbered foes going against uh, an enemy they can't defeat. And the, their leader gives this great speech that rouses them all up and causes them to have the, have the courage to defeat their enemy. So at what point does it become a ripoff versus an homage? I feel like this one, because he says, I mean, it's like, he actually says Independence Day, which is the same way that uh, Henry V ends his speech with saying Christmas Day. It's it's even more direct than most rousing leader speeches before a, before a military engagement. It, you know, it's, I kind of have the same feelings about homages like that, that, that I do about great 
covers of songs. Like sometimes a cover is so good and it, it becomes that generation's version of that song and a lot oh, of people this speech is not better than St. Christmas. No, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and but but no but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like a bad cover, people people also think that this is the definitive version of that song. They don't even sometimes know that it's based on a previous work. Um and I, I don't know. I mean that's kind of an interesting thing is it it sometimes does reference stuff and it helps bring more exposure to some of the more classic stuff, but people don't necessarily understand it's referencing old work. Oh, um, actually in the Knights of, uh, bad, bad Mm -hmm. which you guys, you did the episode on, they actually, uh, they actually quote lines from the same Christmas day speech, which I was kind of impressed. Oh, cool. We did not pick up on that. What, what did you think of uh, of that film? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So, oh, I guess cute. I guess Take it's his hat off. Yeah, I, I think this scene is cute. Yeah, it's a good scene. Yeah, that ring is horrible. The ring is ugly. The dolphin. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, it's a, it's a little bit. What's that store? That ninety store from the malls where you, the female store where you get the really female store. <laughs> it's, it's a store many females uh, went yeah. to Spencer's. Spencer's. It's like a Spencer's. Mm. The Spencer's ring. Thank you for that. The our super fantastic audience, Bill Wadman. Um, Gave me an assist on that one. <laughs> the female store, okay? <laughs> Females. <laughs> Umox. Okay, he's got his great presidential jacket on. Hair is still perfectly quaffed. But it's like his sporty presidential. Yeah. Jacket. Here we go, you guys. I'm so excited. Starting off good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> yeah, start, start. Hey, you guys, the president's talking. Let's gather around, hear what he has to say. Yeah. How did that guy get in? How did Russell get in here? He's got inside information. He was abducted by them. Annihilation. <laughs> These, it's quite yeah. a collection of characters here. It's the cream of the crop. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. In one voice, not go down quietly to the night <laughs> without a fight. He's a poet. Yeah, we are. 
We celebrate our Independence Day. Wow. Your boy Russell is yeah. totally on board with that. <laughs> who's, who's the random dude who just saluted the president? <laughs> who is that guy? That guy's the best extra he was from Star Wars. in any film ever. He was he's from probably, Star Wars. He's probably, he's he's probably gonna die. He's probably like Echo 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> now this is a nice reveal here. That the president wants to suit up. I like that. Well, he wouldn't be completing his uh, Henry V uh, role if he didn't ride into battle at the head of his army. Good catch, Derek. Nice little nod to the theme once again. Dun 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 dun. Do 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 do. They like those fifes for the uh, preparing. Apparently going to battle. Yeah. Reebok. Reebok paid some money. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Jeff Goldblum looking pretty good in that fight. I know. Suit. His hair looks styled. Yeah, man. What's going on there? He's got this great attitude. Have you guys seen Jeff Goldblum in um, um, Portlandia? Yeah. No. Oh, he's he, he makes some great appearances. Really? Conrad, have you seen the episode where he sells knots? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great episode. I really like him. He's a great... You know, I'm surprised. So we had him in uh, the Jurassic Parks. He um, was in Independence Day. Um, I know you're not going to forget the fly. Oh, the yes, fly. Well, of course. Fly. Of course. This is the... He was in the fly, which was amazing. We haven't seen him in many films since. <laughs> they just have that guy do every random job yeah, around yeah, here. Yeah, 51. Yeah. He's like, doctor, guy who says it's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you notice what they were doing? They're doing with his uh, ex-wife, though. Huh. She's she's wearing like she's a plaid shirt more, like him. Yeah, she's all domestic now. She wore a plaid shirt while he was wearing a plaid shirt. Yeah. At this point in the film, I thought she was wearing yeah. his shirt, but he was wearing that shirt earlier when she was wearing her but, shirt. you know, I mean, what so other members of plaid of the, going on. Yeah, they got a lot of plaid. What other members of the president's staff, though, are dressing down? No, she's the only one. I mean, it's like they're making her more, like, domestic so she doesn't threaten oh. Jeff Goldblum's Oh, no, that's a nice morning, masculinity there. 2001 nod there. I think uh, a certain author must have been even more pissed off by that. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke is probably not happy about that one. He, that was just like, he's like, that's just salt in the wound. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they didn't know they were they were taking no, his idea. No. So pretty much they'll let anyone in a fighter at this point. <laughs> they let, um... Uh, the little sick kid with the, I don't know what he has. He has to take the medicine. Just letting him fly to. <laughs> this is great. So a lot of this was improv too. That their moments together. You know, I was thinking, you guys, if this was, if this came out, now right, that is the Stargate right there. That's Stargate. That's also a little Star Trek First Contact. Which also came out this year. The kind of opening doors, looking up. 
What do you mean? For what? Uh, for what well, when the Phoenix was about to launch. They oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. It also reminds me a little bit of Star Tours. Not gonna yeah, lie. It does. <laughs> oh, hey guys, buckle up. This is the first time I'm doing this. <laughs> now, this is total Jeff Gold. This is great. Yeah. Just their band. Uh, yeah. Them. This is Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum doing what they do best. <laughs> yes, yes. Without the oops, I love it. Oh, that's <laughs> okay, I, I would probably hurl at this point. <laughs> and the ship makes a little happy noise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because now it's carrying humans. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like, yeah. Got a little R two D two thing going on. Yeah, it does a little bit. I think you just yacked. I probably did. Right. Will Smith gets his, uh, I'm an astronaut. Finally. Oh, that's right. He achieves his dream right here. Right. Oh, you guys, I forgot about that. Really? I, I think this would have been the most poignant. It probably was. That's why I'm really reacting to it right now. That's, that's, that's lovely. Okay, that mothership <laughs> looks pretty scary. Really? I think it kind of looks like a mouse. <laughs> it's a like, mouse. All right, so, okay, now let's put yourselves in the minds of the aliens. They're, they're like, oh, look, one of our fighter ships is coming up for the planet. No other fighter ship is coming up one for the planet. One that is uh, 50 years old. Yeah, it's one old. of our old models, even though it looks exactly like one of our new models. They changed the, uh, oh, what do you call it? <clears throat> What's that thing they do in... Um, call sign, the... In uh, Return of the Jedi... The, the colors? It's a Y-Wing? No, the shuttle. They're like... The oh, shuttle. oh, oh, yeah. The shuttle Tiderian? Yeah. Yeah. Shuttle Tiderian? Please enter security code. Many rebel soldiers <laughs> die reading these codes. So, okay, you guys. Let's say it's the exact same ship. They haven't changed the model and all of that in 40 years. They must have upgraded their operating system in 40 years, right? Like, every year we have a new update for your Android or iOS phone. They, they could be running a new piece of software. Maybe they've just plateaued in their technological development. That could be. They are locusts, after all. And they just go from, yeah, they just go from planet to planet. And they, uh... Who has time to upgrade your OS when you have to, like... <laughs> soak up the planet's natural resources okay now Oblivion completely ripped off oh, everything yeah. from here forward oh yeah the look was exactly like this right here really well done though yeah it's like, so cool yeah. beautiful model right here kind of reminds me of um, some of uh, the aesthetic of Alien um, a little bit of 
maybe a little Blade Runner kind of. Makes me think of uh, the first Star Trek movie. Oh, motion through. picture yeah. going through V'ger, yeah. yeah. Also, a movie that had some really beautiful miniature work done. A lot of money was pumped into that movie. Okay, so what are we exactly looking at? Uh, <laughs> that is... Is that a board cube? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kinda... No, I think it's it's the thing at the center of the Death Star. Oh, okay, so they've got Centurion <laughs> kind of just hanging out in the middle of the ship. No, it's an invasion force. Oh, oh, yeah, good call. Ground there. invasion. So there's atmosphere, I guess, in there? Well, yeah, that's what all I missed is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> also, it looks mysterious. Actually, if they have a exosuit, that would make them perfectly, <laughs> like, they could go into any planet with any atmosphere, right? Like, they, if their yeah. exosuit provides their atmosphere, they could, that's really good for invading other planets. Conveniently, that's the moment when the other alien turns. Um, Jeff Goldblum has this all mapped out. It's like chess. He's positioning his pieces. And then? And then? Checkmate. <laughs> okay. Now, I love that old school, uh, the, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, computer yeah, code yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> that's next to, like, Matrix. <laughs> code oh yeah it's great I mean it's so e it's even more unbelievable back then like we didn't have Wi-Fi you know the internet was really in its infancy. <laughs> if this movie was made today, it would have been over really quick because they could have just done, they could have just wirelessly yeah, transmitted yeah, yeah, the totally, virus. Totally transmitted from, uh, from down below. Just send them an email. Yeah. <laughs> or just better love, that, better yet, like a tweet. I love how they have to force Jeff into the air. Oh, yeah. Because he's got to be a part of the action. You can't have him on the ground. Ah, oh, he's got the Schwartz. Oh, so sad. The guy with the shades. Shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his call sign. Shades. Shades. That doesn't, like, interfere with his, uh, vision or ability to fly a fighter plane? Yeah, probably, because he assumed the visor... Or the overhead is already kind of... Oh, yeah, he's got the shades and a visor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's very light-sensitive. <laughs> I have to admit, I was, a little, I was a little worried there when the first missile didn't go, and I was like, no. But Americans I knew. are very happy. They can blow something up. Woo! <laughs> uh, 
That was a, it is a great moment though because it's like it finally. <laughs> well, and now they're Every, completely everything defen- else they've tried. So now they're completely defenseless because their super advanced alien hull is you know vulnerable to our. They didn't have puny. to worry about. Um, well, they didn't have to worry about it making it you know protective because they had their like their energy shields. Yeah, but like I mean, they traveled through space and stuff. They make them pretty powerful. They need like um. They need some good protection. <laughs> you know, he, you know what he uh, should have said. He should have said, uh, "Probe back is a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. All right, some more rising action. A nice touch screen interface. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the, there's your ship that's been queued up. Yep. Wait, what do you mean? The the backup ship? Oh. Yeah, well, it's coming to uh, <laughs> destroy Area 51. Yeah. Uh slow-mo. Now, if Michael Bay was shooting this film... He would have sh- had a low camera and had someone exiting the one of those cars with the camera pointed up and then super slow-mo them coming out. And I then probably like a made an extensive study of his uh, directing technique. I just watched the Honest trailer to Transformers. <laughs> Took them that long? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can put a virus in their system pretty f- quickly, but for them to just use their normal commands takes a while. Have <laughs> the little kids have a bonding moment. Yeah, yeah, that's good. With the dog, the dog is still present. Yeah, with the dog present. Gosh. We we have to make sure the dog is safe. Okay. Yeah. What if that dog had a contract? I have to be in every shot with the children. Yeah, it's yeah. probably like six different dogs. <laughs> but it is those those nice little character moments like that. Now we really care. Now we're now we're invested because we know it's at stake. Good thinking, yeah. So, okay, this stuff looks good, but I definitely think the special effects in the first act are better than... Yeah, this is kind of ordinary. Yeah, it doesn't feel as um, epic. Really? Yeah. Not compared to the first scene. I think you're losing a little sense of scale because there's no city. Oh, yeah. But at this point, I think people are more anxious to know about, you know, that they make it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're invested. You're totally invested. He's all like, it didn't go in, just impacted on the surface. Yeah. Boom. Use the force, Luke. Schwartz. Schwartz with him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't cross the streams.
Russell to the rescue. Music swells. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, you identify yourself. Not sunglass guy. Not any of these other weirdos that are fighting these fighter jets, but you, Russ. That's my dad. <laughs> Little Keanu Reeves is like, really? Little Keanu Reeves. <laughs> He's like, really? Dope. Keanu Jr.? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It's equivalent of the Millennium Falcon clearing the way. Zoom in on the photograph of your kids. Are those his kids or like nieces or? They're his uh, stepkids. Stepkids, okay. I like his helmet. Yeah, his is, you know, his is like a little different. Wait, is it the same one he was wearing? No. That's not the same kind of does look like the uh, dough, right? The one he was wearing in the, the biplane. It's taking him a lot longer to charge up their primary weapon this time, isn't it? Literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this is this is great. This isn't epic enough for you? No, now no, it it just got epic. Okay, it got really right, epic right, right now. Oh, that's that's great. Oh, oh, <laughs> that is great. That looks that looks great. The Death Star is exploding. I'm glad. I'm not sure how I feel. It's almost too comical, though. A little, don't you think? I don't how know. So? I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's it's like the equivalent of like I mean, he's, he's sticking kind of your like finger a, a in goofy the goofy characters of the whole movie. And he has this like vendetta against the aliens that we're not really sure is is real, real or, not, or just yeah. his head. But I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter in the long run. I mean, Derek, it's kind of the equivalent of sticking your finger in the nozzle of a battleship's gun when it shoots and the battleship explodes, <laughs> right? You have to have a pretty big finger, though. Well, yeah. If you, <laughs> let's say you're like a giant from Game of Thrones or something. Hmm. You know, it's 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 basically like like that. Oh, but weren't they directly over Area 51? They were. Well, it fell to the side. See, the magnetism <laughs> powers wore off okay. at that point. <laughs> Send out the Morse code. Tell them how to bring it down. <laughs> the Americans, they figured it out again. What would we do without the Americans? It must be because this is their Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> so they're taking the lead. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, checkmate. That's... Just had to get one more chef chess reference in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. I mean, I don't think anyone thought they were really going to die. I don't know, Derek. I mean, that's true. They did destroy all of New York, LA, and DC. Atlanta, Chicago, and some other cities I'm probably forgetting. Mention all the important ones. It is an American story of independence. It would have been cool to see, like, you know, London fire, though. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. Like right? Moscow, yeah. No, I mean, isn't that the thing? Like, Independence Day? Yeah, our... it's, it's called Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one of the themes is that, like, the world comes together. It's still an American century. No, the theme is <laughs> America. You're not going to show Moscow and London for an Independence Day film. <laughs> I like how the, the alien reacts to that, even though he probably has no idea what a skull and yeah, yeah, signifies yeah, yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you can't beat uh, ending a movie where you're, like, racing out of somewhere really quick. No. Well, this, I mean, what's cool about this is we the battle's pretty much over on on Earth, but um, there's still this last little leg of conflict up, up in the orbit. Little? It's like the mothership, though. No, it is. It is. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a challenge. It's, um... It's uh, really scary. It's tense. It's we don't know if they're gonna make it. It's uh, oh, we know they're gonna make it. Come on. Are you just trying to be Jeff Goldblum right there, Ali? I just want to squeeze it one last nice. Jeff Goldblum impression. <laughs> <laughs> Is it closing? Oh, okay. Why are they closing? They just want to keep them in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why did big ships have such? <gasps> well, he clo- just said must. He just said the exact same thing he says in Jurassic Park. He did. He said yep, must go faster. faster. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Um, and they crash. That's what you get, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> we beat you using Too your own slow. ships. Yeah. <laughs> we could out-navigate you in your own ships. That's what us Earthlings, I mean Americans, do. Yeah, yeah. make sure you give credit where credit's due. That's true. And that's an American nuke about to go off. <laughs> Boom. I'm surprised they didn't have like a flag. It did have a flag. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did. Camera it did. Yeah. Across it. Yeah, yeah, of course. That was a pretty big explosion, you guys. Oh, man. You know, we see almost that exact... I think, um... You know, I think, the, like, the kind of weird explosion transitions earlier in the movie are justified, because now we're not sure, was that just a transition that happened there, or did they blow up? Yeah. It works right there. Yeah. 
Is that sunglasses guy? It is sunglasses guy. Sunglasses survived. Right. Oh, here you go. Oh, here we go. This is it's the whole what, world. Ollie, yeah, the whole this world. is what you wanted. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Okay. And they're all, all like, right, the throw, throw like, go USA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what they're saying. Uh-oh. Or Sydney. That's a nice shot. Yeah, that's a yeah. nice shot. It landed like completely at an angle. Was it the same angle as the opera house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of was. Shades guy is still in the picture, yeah. right in the back. Yeah, Shades, Shades guy. He's like in the president's cabinet now. Yeah. <laughs> the president's like head advisor at this point. <laughs> We're getting Morse code messages from all over the world. They're saying USA. The one guy who's still doing his job. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Im- Driving Im- across Burn. the stinky sand. <laughs> yeah, why are they... They Oh, they landed in stinky sand. The salt flat. With the dog. With the dog? The dog is in that shot? Yes. Oh, yeah. You gotta that take dog. the dog. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he is in that shot. That you know the final shot contract. of the movie is coming up here. Look at Jeff Goldblum. Uh, like, yeah, he's, all, oh, like, he's wow. like sashaying there. Man, these are some... These four actors right there, these are some very good-looking 90s actors in their prime right there. Are you referring to Bill Pullman? Because... I'm referring to... Uh, I kind of think he looked a little better in Spaceballs. <laughs> Derek, I think we've discovered what next <laughs> film <laughs> we need to do commentary to. <laughs> Just all Bill Pullman films all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. Uh, that'll be like two episodes. <laughs> be two episodes. Oh, man. The Bill, we'll call it the Fantastic yeah. Dirt Hour Bill Pullman Collection. The Criterion Collection. <laughs> Criterion Collection. Okay, jovial, fun. This is a, This is a good summer blockbuster, you guys. Got both the kids in hats. I always thought Will Smith's head looked really weird in that shot, though. Because of the ears? Yeah, I think it's the ears. Great line. Way to close a film. You guys, this is... They don't make (laughs) blockbusters like this. Right now, what we would be having is the setup and for the next film... We'd be waiting now for the credits for the stinger, the little post-credits cameo scene that would set up Independence Day 2. But no, this film ends, and, and you got the great 90s typeface right there. I mean, this was a good, solid, fun film. No, it wasn't fun at all. I didn't have any fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, Derek. <laughs> this was good. This was good. Now... One of the things I like is it doesn't set up for a sequel. However, we do know Emmerich has been trying to create a, a sequel. I've heard, I've been reading about that recently. But yeah. has he been, has that been going on for years and it's just now, 
It's just now, uh, like, well, proceeding? So, supposedly there's a script. Supposedly everyone but Will Smith is on board. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum has said, yeah, they've talked to me. Um, we might make it. They're aiming for 2016, but who knows? They were originally aiming for 2015, but that's not happening. But if it does happen, you know, in the next few years, we're getting another Jurassic Park. We're getting another Terminator. We're getting uh, Batman versus Superman. We're getting another Star Wars. There's, you know, all these great franchises of yesteryear are coming back. And it would be really interesting to see what a new Independence Day would even look like. I don't know. Well, I, I've heard it's going to involve the humans have adapted the alien technology that they found from all the uh, destruction of the spacecraft. And uh, so humans are at a much more advanced technological level when the next wave of aliens comes. So and it's like Independence Day 2.0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically the same story, right? Yeah, no, it's gonna be the base of the same story. It's just humans are gonna be like on a more equal level technologically, technologically with the aliens. Well, I mean, that would be interesting. Um, it, it's not gonna be as good as this, though. I think this. Yeah, well, you so, can't. Yeah, you so can't beat this. Look, I think we all enjoyed it. It's silly at times, but but I think that's almost it's supposed to be silly. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah you don't take it too seriously. And I think that's like I'm I'm I keep comparing this to um Godzilla which I just saw the the 2014 Godzilla and I had a lot more fun with this. I think it didn't take itself seriously. It's not in the, you know, all these recent films we've had try to be so serious and there's a lot of PTSD and there's a lot of dark stuff and a lot of um uh like explosion porn and cities are being destroyed everywhere and i know cities were destroyed everywhere here but <laughs> i think there was, but it was a, a little explosion porn yeah. in this as well but it's not like man of steel or star trek into darkness where massive mass scale destruction without any any thought to it or any consequences really I, I, it's like conrad you're saying it's it's meant to be fun here yeah it's meant to be, you know, so you think, uh, it's meant to be, you know, a film you can go to and really not think too much about and it's just enjoyable. You think the lighter uh tone to this is what made it more a, a better movie in general? I think so. I think it doesn't take it to self too seriously. It's fun. It's got some great moments. I think the effects held up extremely well because it was all the traditional effects work. Um I don't know, you guys, I had a ton of fun watching this with you. I had a really good time. So yeah, happy thanks. happy Fourth of July, gentlemen. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Happy Fourth of July. So um thanks for joining us in this special episode. Derek, where can people find more of your work on the internet? Um uh you can find my ebook Incendium on Amazon. You can find it on stormmoonpress.com. It's a Fantasy romance about a dragon. <laughs> so to um, speak. Yeah, so to speak. It's about a gay dragon. <laughs> um, this sounds amazing. The famed, the famed gay, gay dragon story. Yeah. Um, and we're going to put up the links for that in the show notes. Um, are you on Twitter, Derek? I am on Twitter. I'm, I'm Derek Bishop 8. Uh, yeah, so. 
Thank you, Paul, Derek, for joining us today. Thanks for joining us, Derek. We're going to no, have to get you. you back um, for, I guess, an episode on Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad, uh, where can people find you this week? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Die Prince, and on my other podcast, it is reanimatedpodcast.com or reanimatedpcast on Twitter. As always, I am the science fiction psychologist at brainknowsbetter.com. You can find me on uh, internet. I'm not on internet. <laughs> on you can Twitter. find you on computer? Yeah, you can find me. Uh, just put up your um, Apple PowerBook from the 1990. <laughs> um, I am at <laughs> Ollie12 on Twitter. Uh, as always, you can find our show at nerdhour. superfantasticnerdhour.com. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Twitter at nerdhour. Um, thank you everyone for participating in this super fantastic nerd hour experiment. We hope you enjoyed it. Please let us know what you think of Independence Day. And uh, we'll be back next week with our same normal format. And what are we talking about next week, Conrad? We are talking about Orphan Black. Orphan Black, yeah? Yeah. Can't wait. That's your 25th episode? That'll that be is. our 25th ah, episode. Congratulations, guys. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Um, and um, until next time, live long and prosper. Indeed. Peace and long life. Dude, that was pretty cool. <laughs> See y'all. Happy Fourth of July.